Hi, I'm Sue Hutton, a social worker and a mindfulness teacher at the Azraeli Adult Neurodevelopmental Center at CAMH. And I'm Lee Steele, and I'm the parent advisor at the Israeli Center and the proud parent of two adult children. Welcome to our podcast, Mindfulness for Caregivers. We hope that this podcast encourages you to bring mindfulness into your busy lives as caregivers. Welcome back to Mindfulness for Caregivers. And we are coming to you, well, not really, from the CAMH Azraeli Neurodevelopmental Center because we're recording from our own homes during COVID-19. But here we are, uh, this is podcast number two, and really nice to be back with you, Lee. How are you, Lee? I'm good, Sue. It's so nice to be doing this with you again, and I uh, look forward to getting grounded. Oh, it's so amazing to, just to hear, I love hearing the voices of other caregivers during these times. So today we're gonna to be talking about how can mindfulness help my anxiety in these unsettling times? And we know as parents, as caregivers, it's a super challenging time during COVID. Um, we either have our loved ones home with us or we're not able to see them because they're perhaps away in another home and with social distancing, we can't see them. So why don't we go right into doing a quick mindfulness practice right here, right now, just to get us grounded for this little podcast. So to bring our attention to the present moment, you can choose to close the eyes right now or you can leave them open just looking downcast at one object. And let's just center ourselves with a little three breath practice that I've been finding really useful using the acronym WHO, W-H-O. So let's just take a few breaths in, remembering you can do that nice, expanded belly out on the in-breath and then really release and relax you can even sigh on the out-breath with a sound and give yourself permission just for three breaths to totally let go every exhale and with that acronym of who let's just take a breath in and with the w just check in what is my breath like right now? What is my breath like right now? Just feel that for one breath. And then the H of that acronym, how am I doing? Just for another breath, just ask yourself, how am I doing? And just let the answer come as you take another relaxing breath in. And with the final letter, that acronym, O, observe with kindness. So just take another few breaths in and feel free to place a loving hand on your heart, another loving hand on your belly, and bring yourself some compassion and just breathe in and out, just offering yourself the permission to relax and bringing yourself some acceptance and compassion right now. Just another breath in, feeling the breath flowing in. 
And then give yourself full permission to release and relax on the out-breath, observing with compassion. There, so there's a brief little breath practice that you can do throughout your busy day. And we want to start off, you know, a lot of caregivers ask us, can you tell us a bit about the science behind mindfulness? Like, how does it really work when we do this? And just to do a brief neurobite, as we like to call them, just a quick little look at the, at the neurology, what's happening in the brain. Um, Kristen Neff is a researcher, also the mom of an autistic son. And Kristen Neff has done a lot of research on self-compassion. And we know how important it is for caregivers to have that self-compassion because we can be so critical, beat ourselves up about not having done something right in the past and get lost in anxiety about what's going to happen to our loved one in the future. So if we can bring compassion to ourselves, it does a world of good. And we know from the research that the more we take care of ourselves, the more those around us feel that contagious effect of self-care. Kristen Neff, interestingly, um, in some of the research that she's done, she found that when people place a hand on the chest, on the belly, um, or wherever that is, if there's a place in your body where you're comfortable just to rest a hand and bring yourself some love and compassion, and even offer a phrase like, I'm so sorry you're going through this, or I love you. Whatever it is, a phrase that you can say to yourself, that gentle touch of the hand on the body actually releases positive endorphins. There's a soothing quality to, to that. And it's kind of nice to know that the research shows that too. So remember, if you're going through a hard time, even in the middle of a really challenging moment with your loved one, feel free to just place a hand on your heart, on your belly. Nobody needs to know you're doing this. And just offer that warmth, that connection. You can even feel your breath moving in and out as you feel the hand rising and falling. And that's something you can do right in the middle of a challenging moment. So, Lee... There's a little bit of a practice for us, a little bit on the science. I know that we love to talk about that. And can you share a little bit about some tips you might have for caregivers during these unsettling times? Thanks, Sue. You know, when I first learned and began practicing the self-compassion practices of love, offering myself love or peace or kindness, whatever I needed and longed for, I realized just how hard I am on myself. I became almost tearful and filled with emotion when I first started to wish myself well. I've always been quite self-critical and my actions were mostly based on my emotions, primarily fear. I would double down on uh, doing more or trying harder. And I didn't realize the benefits of giving kindness to myself as a catalyst for change. And I also noticed that I've always received validation based on others' impressions of me. If I made others happy, then I was happy. And if others weren't happy, then that must be my responsibility to fix. 
especially if my children were unhappy. So I, I carried around with me this incredible sense of responsibility for others. And so this idea of befriending myself, of putting my own hand on my heart to offer reassurance and consolation like a good friend would, to offer myself peace or love or forgiveness, kindness, this fills up my heart. And then in turn, I'm desiring and able to wish this more for others. I found this past year has been such a lonely time where we miss being with our friends and family and the other things that nourished and helped us get through difficult times. So this idea of the compassionate practice helps me to see that I don't have to wait for things to change. I can ask and receive these things for myself really at any time. And I feel that sense of expandedness as I send, uh, send those same desires for peace or love or safety or health and well-being to others, it moves me from feeling powerless to feeling more empowered. So that's, you know, the power to me of this mindfulness um, and self-compassion that you were just speaking about, Sue. So Lee, that is absolutely beautifully put. And you bring up something that's really important, I think, for caregivers to know. You brought up the fact that you were moved to tears when you first started doing the self-compassion practices. And I think it's really important for people to know when we do longer retreats, right? Like when we do these long 10 day retreats, this is, you know, in the luxurious days before uh, becoming a parent myself. And I would go off on these long 10 or 20 day retreats. And every time that we begin these self-compassion practices, which come toward the end of a mindfulness retreat, you can hear people sobbing in the room, crying. And I've heard so many caregivers in our mindful caregivers groups say the same kind of thing, that they don't feel like they're worthy of love. They don't feel like they're allowed to take the time to bring compassion and self-care and to actually take even 10 minutes to do a mindfulness meditation. So it's really normal. If anybody's trying this practice and it's difficult at first, it's really normal to have some tears and some challenge in bringing some self-care. And there's that importance of taking those few moments. And that's exactly also why we've developed meditations that are just three breaths so that we can plug them into our busy days and just finding a way of doing just three compassionate breaths for ourselves. So let's do a practice right now of self-compassion and feel free to get into a position which is comfortable for you to pay attention. All of these mindfulness techniques, as we always say, can be done in a walking, standing, lying, or sitting position. If you happen to use a wheelchair or some kind of mobility device, you just adapt everything to who you are in your own perfect body. So get into a position now that's comfortable for you to just pay attention, bring awareness to bringing compassion to yourself. Again, feel free to close those eyes if that's comfortable. And if you'd like, you can place a hand on the chest, place a hand on the belly, knowing from that research with Kristen Neff that we're actually feeding those positive endorphins. And just as we start this brief practice of self-compassion, 
Can you feel warmth and care streaming into your body from your hands? Now, if you don't feel any sensation there, you might not be someone who's wired to feel direct sensation easily. Don't worry about it. Just bring a quality of soothing and compassion to yourself because we know the more we're able to soothe, take care of ourselves, the more everyone around us is going to benefit. So just feeling that hand, take a few deep breaths in. Some people who are more visual might even enjoy imagining you're breathing in a mist of compassion, a light of self-love. So as you breathe in, Imagine that the whole body is being saturated and infused with this love. When you breathe out, are you able to gently give yourself permission to let go? Just continue to breathe for a few moments, bringing a spirit of compassion to every breath. So as you breathe in, you're being nourished, cared for healed with a compassionate breath and then you may start to notice the rhythm that's natural in the body as you breathe in belly expands and as you breathe out you can just let all of your worries your anxieties go just soften so continuing to breathe compassion in for yourself, soften the jaw, soften the forehead, the eyebrows, let go of tension in the eyes and the shoulders, wherever you're holding any kind of tension or stress, just let that go every out breath. And one more breath in, this time just tense up the body if that helps you, doing a little bit of tensing and relaxing. Tense the face, arms, fists, and fully give yourself permission to release and relax and let go on the out breath. And now bring to mind someone, this could be from your childhood, could be someone in your life currently, one person in your life with whom you feel comfortable, relaxed, calm, someone who believes in you and supports you. Now bring that person to mind and picture them if you can. Now if you're not much of a visual person, just think about them. We're just bringing one person to mind And imagine just for a moment, they are beaming out care and love and compassion for you. They believe in you. They care about you. They want you to be safe. They want you to be embraced in loving awareness. And see if you can even feel a smile on your face receiving that. Can you feel that in the body? And if we 
bring a subtle smile to the face. It doesn't even have to be something someone could see from across the room. Can you feel the sensations and imagine that that smile is lighting up the inside of your body so it flows down the face, down into the chest and the heart, bringing warmth and compassion, feeling this kindness from this other person. Let's try a little bit of breathing in that love and compassion from that other person. And when you breathe out, imagine that you can just beam out light, almost like a sun, streaming light out, like a ray of light that now bathes that other person in compassion. Breathing in for yourself, feeling their love for you, and breathing out for them. And you can have a phrase. The compassion practices, also called metta or loving kindness, have phrases that can help us wire our brains. So you can find a phrase that you connect with. It may be something like, may I be filled with loving awareness, breathing out for this other person. May you be filled with loving awareness. Or during these times of COVID, it might even be, may I be safe and protected. And breathing out for that other person, may you be safe and protected. So doing that a few more times. And then beaming out for everyone in your life, everyone your life touches. So breathing in, may I be held in loving awareness or may I be calm and relaxed. Breathing out now for everyone in your life, may you all be calm and relaxed. May I be calm and relaxed. May you all be calm and relaxed. So there is a brief practice in compassion and loving awareness. And feel free to just stretch the body. And know that you can modify that, make it your own. There might be days where you're going through a lot of anxiety, where you think, geez, I don't have anything to give another person. I need all the compassion for myself. And just breathe in for yourself and breathe out for yourself. Lee, do you want to share anything at all about your experience of doing these compassion practices before we wrap up and say goodbye? Sue, I'm, I'm just always renewed by this um, knowledge that I can't pour from an empty vessel, you know, and, and I just love the idea that to give myself permission to wish myself well, to give my, to wish for what I want to give away to others, but first allowing myself to receive it. And then I'm kind of pouring out of a genuine place because I've allowed that nurturing of myself to take place first. I, it's just, I'm so grateful for, for this compassionate practice and, and just how hard I can be on myself. There is an alternative way and, and I have found these, the compassion. Sometimes it's just as simple as putting, as you said earlier, my hand on my heart 
and just wishing myself well, wishing myself like just a, what a friend would say if a friend put their hand on my shoulder or had some reassuring words, I can offer that to myself. So I, I find compassion practice so very valuable. Thank you, Sue. Well, thanks for practicing. And, you know, to close, Sharon Salzberg, who is really, I, I like to say, the grand dame of, uh, of the loving kindness and compassion practices and mindfulness, she says, you can search throughout the entire universe for someone who is more deserving of your love and affection than you are yourself. And that person is not to be found anywhere. You yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve your love and affection. There's a nice quote to close it with. Have a fantastic week and day, everyone. And we hope you can find little ways of bringing little rays of this compassionate practice into your life throughout the day. Thanks, everyone. Be kind to yourself. We'd like to thank Dr. Yona Lunsky, the director of the Israeli Center, Katie Cardiff, our amazing producer, who um, just has done all the behind the scenes work for making this podcast what it is. We'd like to thank Kevin Laliberte for his beautiful music um, and the caregivers, the siblings, parents, and family members who generously shared their experience, strength, and hope that shaped uh, these exercises. And, but most important, the adults with neurodevelopmental disabilities who have taught us the importance of looking after ourselves and others and have helped make mindfulness so accessible. Thank you to everyone. <laughs>